0: Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. Hello, I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan. Thank you for tuning in to the EDA's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. Today, I'd like to welcome Stephen Tenniswood, who's the president of the Bluewater Area Robotics Alliance, and you're also the lead mentor of high school robotics team 5843, also known as FLIRB. FLIRB it is. <laughs> and they're representing the East China School District.
1: Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me on your podcast.
0: Yeah, it's great to be here with you today. I wanted to start by just giving a little bit of Context for our listeners. The Blue Water Area Robotics Alliance, which we lovingly call Biwara, is a group of first robotics teams located in St. Clair County, Michigan. And the alliance is working together to further STEM education and careers. So the EDA has been involved in robotics since basically 2015 when we organized a Robo Frenzy, which was an invitation only event funded by local area manufacturers where we actually paid teams to come and compete. But we did that to kind of dip our toes in the water a little bit because we knew we saw where industry was going and we knew that we needed more uh, support for robotics in our county and in the region in general. And so from that, what spun off was a district competition, a sanctioned first robotics competition in Marysville that's happened for several years in a row. Later, we took the next step, us and some other partners, and we raised about $50,000 to help install a permanent robotics field in a facility owned by one of our area manufacturers, um, a great company, PJ Wildbank Springs. We're very thankful for that. So we've got a fully outfitted field that all the teams can go to and build the robots and so forth. And the result of all of that work is that it's doubling of the number of robotics teams that we have in the county. Also has. Spurred uh, some additional like junior robotics teams and Lagos leagues teams, so it's 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 a whole continuum. So I want to get into this now with you because you've really been instrumental in this from the beginning. You and some other individuals who really take this to heart. What I'd like to, to know first though is what does FIRST Robotics look like in St. Clair County today? So FIRST Robotics in St.
1: Clair County is we're in a unique position where we have teams representing every school district in St. Clair County. At most levels of FIRST Robotics, so all the high schools have um, high school-based teams. It's FRC is the level, and then we have some districts that have the middle school teams set up. Kpac, Marysville, Elginac have those that are ongoing, and then we have the elementary program, the FLL Robotics, where we have a few schools that are partaking in those. Uh, Yale has uh, FLL in every um, elementary school building. And Marysville has um, three or four FLL teams. Elginac has FLL teams also. So it's, it's growing very rapidly in our area. It's very exciting to be
0: involved. I think there's a very good reason why it's growing. You know, we're involved in another project called Industry 4.0 right now where we're working with middle and smaller size manufacturers in St. Clair County, really other companies too outside of manufacturing who are interested in automating processes and procedures, which is what a lot of these companies will have to do to, to survive in the future. So I think it goes without saying that these first robotics programs are a feeder directly into these companies that are becoming more automated and that are using more robots and similar kind of equipment and procedures in their, their plants. Is, is that the way that you see the industry moving as well? And, and do you think that's why there's some interest by so many kids to be in these programs?
1: Yeah, I do see the interest from our manufacturers in, in automation. Um, and we have students that go through our FIRST Robotics programs um, that learn how to program. And they, they learn the languages that you're going to use in the, ma- in the manufacturing um, facilities around the area. Um, we have students that uh, do internships. At the different uh, manufacturing locations, uh, which is really great to see them take the skills that they've learned in our FRC program and apply them in real life and get it and and move towards a career for that.
0: So this experience for young people teaches them some valuable lessons that I think whether they end up working in a field where they're using automation every day or whether they go on to something else, but it's it's essentially. Problem solving, it's technical skills, things like that. Is is that your understanding too?
1: My first robotics team, we expose the students to a whole plethora of skills, and we run my team like a business. So we have you know business um, fundraising, we have um, presentations that we do, we design and draw robots in CAD, and the kids all learn how to do that stuff. Along with doing some manufacturing, we use the CNC routers to cut our parts out. So they have to take their CAD and do the CAM process and then cut the parts out. My team this year, because of the, the pandemic, we uh, lost two years of recruiting. So I have all freshmen on my team this year. They don't have a lot of experience, but it's really great to see them take what we call a crayon drawing on literally with, with pencils and crayons on graph paper, turn it into a CAD drawing. in the computer And then manufacture that part on our our team's CNC router. The look on their face when that part comes off the CNC is amazing. It's you know I did this, and it gives them the confidence
0: that they can do this stuff if they try. You've been doing this for quite a few years. So what do you typically see with a lot of these uh, young people after they've gone through these programs and they've graduated? What's their next step? What do they do next? Oh, the kids that have gone
1: through my program, um, Team fifty eight forty three have all graduated from high school they have all gone to either their their college or their technical career of their choice may not be in a stem field but they get the confidence and they're inspired to do more with their lives
0: they've also learned how to work in a team
1: yes absolutely we everything is done in you know as a team we make all of our decisions as a team we collaborate as a team um, we really strive to push the idea that the unheard idea is probably the idea that's going to work the best
0: i've had a chance to go to some of these competitions and i got to say it's a lot of fun you know we, we think about well we're going to go to the local high school football game or the basketball game but these robotics events are crazy yeah, the, the fans and just all the things the chants and everything they do and the people yeah, you dress bring in, up and,
1: you bring 40 teams and teams across Michigan, Michigan's unique in the first robotics environment. We have the most number of high school based FRC teams in the world. There's like 550 of them, I think, in Michigan right now. You bring 40 of those into a gymnasium, um, their team sizes, just the students, range from five to 100. And then you bring the parents and the grandparents and their sponsors, and their sponsors businesses, um, their business folk. It, it's, it's an environment that you have to experience. It's electric. It's wild. It's crazy. The kids dance. The dancing is a big part of FIRST at a competition. It's, I, that threw me for the, a loop the first couple of times attending them, but the kids love it. They, they actually do dance training before <laughs> We go to competitions so that the freshmen, the younger kids all
0: know what to expect, you know, and they can do the dance moves. (laughs) And also, I I think it's important to point out that it's pretty expensive to have a First Robotics team to go through the competition and to do the travel. And so you rely on mentors, volunteers, and sponsorships to support the teams, right? That's correct.
1: So the teams in Bora are all self-funded. We don't receive any money from the schools, even though we're attached to the school districts. Uh, We do receive a a nice grant, a couple thousand dollars from the state of Michigan that we're completely grateful for. But our budgets run anywhere from 15000 to $30,000 a year, and we we depend on corporations to, to sponsor us and to support us. Our mentors are all unpaid volunteers. They're just mom and dad and grandma and grandpa that want to help their kids have an opportunity to succeed in life.
0: And I know a lot of our biggest employers in the county are supporters. Um, You know, I think of PTM Corporation, Magna's a new company in the area that has like 300 robots in their plants. SMR, ZF, I can go on and on and on. Yeah,
1: Cargill. Cargill is a huge supporter of my team personally. I really enjoy Cargill as a partner. They've been with us for seven, eight years now, and I, I wholly thank them for everything they do for me.
0: And I think what some listeners probably wouldn't realize, or maybe unless you're involved in First Robotics, is that some of the biggest automotive suppliers and the OEMs that are based in Michigan get behind teams and spend a lot of money helping to design these robots for their teams. We don't have that advantage necessarily in St. Clair County, not that we don't have bigger employers, but we, we don't have Ford Motor Company in our backyard that's you know, self-supporting a, or supporting a team, um, designing the robot with the kids support. So here, our young people are really doing all of the work. Correct.
1: With the mentor's guidance. You know, we have uh, mentors that are experienced in manufacturing and, and the engineering process and they bring those skills to, to the teams and share them with the students. Yeah, we are at a disadvantage against some of the really, really big teams in Michigan that have the direct ties to the, the, the automotive uh, companies, but we do pretty well ourselves, you know, with the resources that we have.
0: Yeah, so you've been doing this for quite a few years why is this worthy of you putting your, your time into?
1: I like seeing my students succeed. I, everything I do is geared at giving the students an opportunity to have a better life, to succeed at what they want to do, give them experiences so that they can figure out what they want to do. You know, as a freshman going into high school, you know, I know from, I was a freshman at one time, a long time ago, but I had no clue what I wanted to do. And there was no, pro- there was not programs like this back in 1980s. I wish I had robotics when I was in high school. My career probably would have gone a different path if I would have had the experiences that, that I'm able to give these kids and, and the other mentors and the teams around the county. You know, I think we all feel the same way.
0: On the horizon now, what do you see as uh, some of the big changes that are going to be coming in this area?
1: The big changes in our area is the need for students moving into the workforce that are skilled in the STEM areas, that they have the background knowledge to be able to ask the right questions, do the research to find the answers, and become better human beings.
0: Well, that sounds like a very worthy goal and a reason why all of us should be behind You know these uh, STEM opportunities, FIRST Robotics, the Lego Leagues, all of these things We're giving young people the best opportunity to succeed.
1: Yep, that's what it's all about, is giving students opportunity.
0: Well, we're all out of time, unfortunately, but uh, I can have you back on the show because I'd love to be able to talk about the current season. You guys will be competing in May.
1: Rapid React, our first event, is in the third week of March. Uh, My team, uh, FLIRB, will be over at Gull Lake, Michigan, having a blast um, competing with our robot. you can check out our progress on our website, uh, team5843.org. Uh, we have a blog where we post pictures and and uh, blog posts about, you know, what's going on as the
0: season progresses. So I'm definitely going to check that out. So Steve, once again, thank you for being on the podcast today. Also, we're fortunate to have mentors like you and sponsors who are supporting these teams because honestly, we wouldn't be able to, to do this and provide this opportunity without
1: Yeah, Without our sponsors, we just, we won't exist. Cargill, FCA, SMR, PTM, every single sponsor, no matter how little they contribute or how much they contribute, impacts the lives of these students. And I can't do it without my sponsor.
0: I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, and thank you for joining me on Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find our shoreline, Your Horizon, on your favorite podcast app.